the scripture this morning can be found on the front of your bulletin, Luke 11, 1 through 4. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do nothing to us, to nothing bring us to the trial of trial. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We made it. We started off. Oh, you're right. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Sorry. It's well, totally okay. Go for it. We're almost there. We're almost there. stand up here and I keep running my mouth when y'all are supposed to be singing your mouths, that can be forgiven. But one thing that cannot be forgiven, if I have not communicated in these last several weeks the power of this prayer, then I have failed. This prayer is amazing. Let me give it to you in another form. O thou from whom the breath of life comes, who fills all realms of sound, light, and vibration, 
May your light be experienced in my utmost holiest. holiest. Your heavenly domain approaches. Let your will come true in the universe and all that vibrates just as on earth in all that is material and dense. Give us wisdom, understanding, and assistance for our daily need. Detach the fetters of faults that bind us, the idea of karma. Like we let go of the guilt of others. Let us not be lost in superficial things, materialism, and common temptations, but let us be freed from what keeps us from our true purpose. From you comes the all-working will, the lively strength to act, the song that beautifies all and renews itself from age to age. Sealed in trust, faith, and truth, I confirm this with my entire being. Do you hear the difference between the amen, the amen that we say so casually and an amen that is translated, sealed in trust, faith, and truth, I confirm this with my entire being. One of the things we must ask ourselves this morning, what are the amens of our life? What do we say amen to? in our day-to-day living and activities. Lord, we thank you so much for this prayer. Forgive us when we take it too lightly. Let it have power. Let it speak. Let it speak to us. Let it speak through us. In your holy name we ask. Amen. Well, I began a lifetime ago with a sermon on two words. I had never done that before. Our Father, our Creator, our Holy Parent. So now I figured, well, I did a sermon on two words. Let's do a sermon on one word. Amen. Good, thank you. You got it. So let's see what the Lord can do with this. Because right now I kind of feel like a tight walk, a walker going on a tight, what those called tightrope walkers, is that right? On a, over the Grand Canyon. And I've never even walked on a rope three feet off the ground. Because I've never done this before. But I do trust the Holy Spirit. One of the great joys of my life is the experience of having worshipped God in so many different languages and so many different places, countries. In Italy, 
in Spain, in South Korea, in Panama, in Hebrew, in Latin. Uh, some of them have been in, in colloquial dialects. Uh, it, it's been incredible. And in all those services, there are, are parts you recognize. And you go, oh, we do that at home. It is amazing to see the connections. In all those languages, in all those places, one thing that I have discovered is that there are four words that these languages all share in common, maybe all languages. Alleluia. Okay. Coca-Cola, and Amen. Amen is one of four words that seem to be universal. I haven't heard every language, but I wouldn't be surprised to, to, to discover that. Across the globe, we end our prayers with Amen. But what does that word mean? We say it so casually. And it would help if we could find that word translated in the Bible. But it is not translated in the Bible. The Septuagint, the Greek uh, New Testament, the, the translation into Greek, did not translate it. Instead, they just assigned it for Greek letters that happened to spell out the word Amen, maybe as an, uh, an, an acrostic for the Hebrew phrase, phrase, the Lord is trustworthy. That could be what we're saying when we say Amen. The Lord is trustworthy. I'm okay with that one. That's been proven in my life over and over again. Whatever its meaning... We know that that word, amen, has a lot of power, certainly more power than we usually give it. In 2 Kings, amen is used architecturally to describe the supporting pillars of the Jewish temple, the foundation pillars, the strength upon which that entire building depends. No, no amen, no foundational pillars, no supporting pillars, and the building collapses. That's power. The Jewish Talmud promises that anyone who answers amen with all his or her, her strength, merits to have the doors, the gates of the Garden of Eden open to them. That's power. You know, I couldn't help but think of Janie Matson when I, I was praying over these things and preparing this sermon. Could you imagine, well, maybe she's even doing it now, but could you imagine the gates to the Garden of Eden. I feel like I'm opening them up to you, Sharon. 
Oh, the way she loved flowers and plants and what powerful thing that is to say. I learned the power of the Amen very early in ministry, not too many months out of seminary. I was invited to preach at the local community center. I knew it was because I was such a fabulous preacher until I found out somebody had canceled and I was the only one available. Hey, ministry's ministry. I'll do it. I'll take it. We were all standing. It was uh, in a a room maybe half this size, maybe a little less than half this size, but there was a big group that day, and it was a, a really spectacular way to preach. They had moved all the chairs to the side. There were too many people. They had folded them up, laid them up against the walls. And so I had, like, like Phil's pulpit there, portable, and, and I was standing there, and I had literally people standing two feet away from me. And all of us were standing. And you, you got that picture in your head now? A wonderful way to preach. I was a couple of minutes into the sermon when it happened. All of a sudden, there was this explosion of sound. And when I looked up, I was 10 feet away from that portable pulpit, and I had no idea how I got there. None. You see, a bunch of people in that crowd had shouted amen all at once. And I was used to to United Methodists so quiet that you had to look up every now and then to make sure they hadn't left the building. Like Janice sneaking out and no one even noticing. Well, when there came such a loud amen, I was looking for an exit. You know, you get trained. Someone yells incoming, you die for a ditch. That's what I was doing. Amen is a word of power, make no doubt about it. And especially when we say the Amen at the end of the Lord's Prayer, it is unleashing power. Now think about the things we've been talking about that get unleashed when we get to that final word and dare to say it with full faith. God's kingdom unleashed on the world. God's will unleashed on the world. God's provision unleashed on the world. God's forgiveness, God's guidance, God's deliverance for everybody. For everyone, God's provision, all of that unleashed on the world. And then we get to that translation of the word that is filled with power and possibility, sealed in trust, faith, and truth. I confirm this with my entire being. That's power. 
And whether you recognize it or not, you already know it. Our lives are controlled by the amens in our lives. What do you say amen to in life? On the altar rail, you see what I say amen to in life. You see the dancers there? I got that because that's me and Sissy. That's my marriage. I say amen to my marriage. And believe me, it gets a lot of my time, a lot of my energy. Because it's an amen and amen. Amens in our lives have that kind of power. And dancing, because yeah, that's us. And there's music playing, but nobody else in the room will hear it. We do that. That's us. That's one of my amens. Picture me walking with the boy, my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, being raised by my horrible daughter. <laughs> family. Family is an amen for me. There's a cracked pot. Why in the world would a cracked pot be up here? Well, that's an, actually a form of Japanese pottery. They use resin lined with real gold. I didn't have that much real gold laying around. So I went with a cheap substitute. But it represents the same thing. That pot is stronger in the broken places now than it is in the unbroken places. That pot is a reminder that God is so very, very good with broken people, broken situations, broken relationships, and that God uses me in those places of brokenness. That is a huge amen in my life. And you better believe it consumes a great deal of my time and energy. Three monkeys. Speaking, hearing, and seeing no evil, and saying amen to truth and goodness. That's an amen. The church, the bride of Christ, God's people, the chalice filled with the greatest of God's blessings. Probably can't read it from up there, but there's a card next to the broken pot. It talks about the four priorities of our annual conference. Connecting with and growing disciples. There's a reason I've been pushing evangelism and insisting that every ministry now has an evangelism component and being able to tell me what it is or tell you what it is. Connecting with growing disciples. Seeking opportunities for mission. Peggy is not just another pretty face. She is the chair of the missions committee. We are a mission-minded people. 
developing leaders, engaging our communities. Those are the four priorities. These are all together the major amens of my life. But they don't have to be anything so grand or glorious or even theological. It could be exercise. If it consumes a lot of your time and a lot of your energy, then exercise might be one of your amens. It could be sports. It could be golf. My goodness. If Janice could have all the money back that Dwayne has spent on golf. If Wayne could have had all that time to pray for something besides make it into the hole. Hey, Wayne, is it safe to say that golf is one of your amens? Yeah, it certainly makes him pray more. But I'm not even going to ask. But if it takes time and energy and does something within us or makes us respond to something, like a call from God, a call from a friend. Like I said, it doesn't have to be so holy and noble. My goodness, if Karen were here, I'd say, shoes can be your great amen. She's told me she loves shoes. I know Sissy does. It's like, oh, great, you already have, what, 100 pairs of Mel DeMarcos? And you're ordering more? For Sissy, shoes are an amen. It could be organizations that you love and you love the work they do. It could be country. The time and energy you spend on this nation and serving this nation. Your job and co-workers can be your amen. It could be the ministry of the church like music or literacy or feeding the hungry, homelessness, mental health, social justice. It could be pets and God's creation. I know many people who dedicate so much of their time and energy to the care of animals. Summer vacations, my goodness. Is that not an amen? For a lot of people, clothes, jewelry, education, the environment. There are actually people who dedicate their lives to children, teaching them how to sing, or just teaching them. And not my calling. My goodness gracious. I'd be playing with those kids all day, and they wouldn't learn a thing. Right, Audrey? You've seen me around kids. But for other people, that's an amen in their life. With the A, not the ah. What do you say amen to in life? It could be a relationship. It can be a thing. It can be a ministry. It could be a practice. It could be anything. 
Our amens control us. They consume us, our time, our energy. They fill our lives with purpose and with meaning. Amen. I confirm this with my entire being. To pray amen or amen is so powerful that amen is a divine title of God. The word truth is the Hebrew amen. God, our great amen, is our great truth. The fundamental foundational pillar of our lives. I hope we have seen that this incredible prayer is all about what it means to be human and to recognize who God is. Tempted? Well, that's what it means to be human. Live the great amen. That's what it means to know God. Evil and sin overwhelming? Yeah, that's what it means to be human. Look to the great amen. Hungry? Be filled by the great amen. So desperate for forgiveness? Find your peace in following the great amen. There's only one way to end this sermon series, and especially this sermon. Can I get an amen?